welcome everybody to another episode of the Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and great friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 42. Now, Chris, we were waiting for the fireworks. I, I, for one, was certainly very excited on Friday, all of Friday, to get to movie night. But the real fireworks were tonight. So where would you like to start? (laughs) And they were, Dave. Yes. Um, Well, I suppose we start with Tasha and Andrew, which I didn't think by the end of this episode, I'd be thinking, "Uh, it wasn't too bad. One too bad for yeah. because <laughs> the guys fuck me of absolute dicks. The guys, but yeah, I suppose them two. We got like the back end of what Andrew did. Not a good look at all, Dave. Not a good look. And then Tasha with Billy. So I think with them two, the only thing I can take out of it was they're as bad as each other. You know, Andrew played the victim, didn't he? And he was all thinking. We've we've gone on and on about Tasha. I know that, but. At the end of it, I was like, well, it's sort of out in the open. The Coco stuff, yeah, there was the pool thing, which we'd mentioned. Was that going to get shown? It did. But she'd never really mentioned the Billy stuff. And even the Billy stuff was when Andrew was in, was in there. It wasn't Cassa or more, but it doesn't matter. I think they both just took it on the chin. And I had a feeling, Dave, mm. that Andrew had done a lot worse things than what they've shown because he seemed to be relieved yeah. at the end of it, which was <laughs> a, bit, a bit telling. So I think at the end of it, both as bad as each other. They didn't seem to dent their relationship. Whatever we've said and done, let them fucking get on with it because there was far worse things in tonight's episode for me, Dave. You know, they are probably the one couple that might have just come out stronger from this kind of little movie night thing. I I, I would have never had that down, to be quite honest. I mean, when it started off and, and you get to see the Tasha and Billy stuff, and then I see Andrew's just kind of watching it and Tasha seems to think it's funny. I, I don't know if that was like a, a bit of a self-defense kind of thing, you know, um, you know, feeling a bit awkward about it. But Luca, right, who I'm sure we'll spend plenty of time on in a bit. Luca is the one who's going, you're the one who fucking stayed out on the daybed. Suddenly in, in Luca's mind, Andrew is Mother Teresa. And he just carried himself off, didn't interact with any of the girls or anything, and slept on the daybeds the whole time. I'm like, are you fucking deluded? What what is it? I know you don't like Tasha, but fucking hell. You know, suddenly Luca's starting at that point, I think, to get really angry at Tasha for what she's done. And that his his little mate there, Andrew, who can't defend himself you know, has been sleeping out in the daybeds. And and that was the first clue, I thought, where it was like, is something going to go off here? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was right. Dave, you weren't just right. I would have put my fucking lottery numbers on if you did tell me. Because I think you're totally <laughs> correct. I, I was... At odds in our last episode to agree with Luca, the way he spoke to Tasha, because I don't think it was as dramatic as what she said. However, we have had feedback on that, which we'll get to later. And there's been a lot of different perspectives, the way Tasha is and the way she reacts to things. That's fine. And we'll talk about that. Luca is a grade A fucking 
wanker. And I just cannot stand him, Dave. Like, he's laughing his cock off. He's shit-stirring. It showed him doing a jake, which we all said he would do. The girls mm. even come to that conclusion. It was India said he's done all this, so he comes back in looking like a hero. Gemma yeah. sat there fuming. Exactly what we both said. It was so obvious he was going to do that. He was going to live, live out his affair through his friends, Dave. You know what I mean? So he was just being a dick, I know affairs like a loose thing because it's Love Island, but you don't sort of mean he's cheating. Mm. He encouraged all of them. So he comes in on his fucking white horse, he's the hero. And that's where I had a problem agreeing with him the other day was I agreed with him, but I just knew that he's such a knob and all the things he's done over this last seven weeks have been so aggressive and just red flags. And I, I think by the end of this episode, I would even say that he is worse or his reactions have been worse than probably, I know we haven't seen Jack's, but it's it, like Jack is consistently a wanker. He's consistently an mm. absolute twat basically. And I, I can't stand the lad. And it, it made me laugh because he's laughing his cock off, laughing his cock off, thinking it's hilarious. Oh yeah. And he's taking the piss and winding them up. And then it shows Luca's VT done it. You know, Lu- Luca who's talking, basically exposing him. Oh, Dave, he didn't like it when the fucking Billy and Gemma video come on. And I'm like, you utter hypocrite. But what a... Com- she needs to get rid of him, Dave. Fuck me. Red flags is unbelievable. It's not even... Think There's that many for Luca that Gemma needs to get away from him because she's just too good for him, Dave. Yeah. I, I think that there have been these clues for his personality, haven't they? Uh, and, you know, we've called him out a few times and said that, that he's just got this seething rage underneath and he's all laughing and joking, but he doesn't like it coming back the other way. Chris, I said to you before, I've met plenty of Lucas in my time and they all conform to that fucking uh, way of behaving, you know, like being Jack the lad, but then you turn it around, it's like, oh no. And I tell you what, it, it but it, it does get more sinister because it, it becomes like a gaslighting thing. But you know what? More more than Luca. And I, I've got to say, Chris, tonight is not a good fucking night for the boys. No. Across the board. I, I think they all look crap. I think Andrew is probably the only one who just, you know, sat there and just took it. Whereas what was really uncomfortable was like when, when they're showing various clips. And I've said... You know, I don't like the fact they have a quiz, you know, they throw out these quiz things and then they show the footage based on what the winners says. But but it's like, well, it's as if the producers are almost making up the results anyway, because they show the fucking footage that they want to show. It, it, yeah, there is no stuff. There's nothing really that I can think that didn't get shown. You know, no one got away with it. I, I just thought they showed whatever they wanted to show. but. Um, yeah, so boys crap across the board tonight. Fucking Luca is going off on one. And at first, when they show the the bits between, like, you know, the bit of chat between Billy and Gemma, I'm thinking, and, and Luca's going, oh, what's he says now? He's like, oh, fucking fuming, mate, fucking fuming. And I'm thinking, oh, he's pissed off at Billy here. He's going uh, to be having words with Billy. But then it becomes obvious. No, he's all right with Billy. Billy's still his best mate. Like he's fucking pissed off at Gemma, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you seeing? You, you, you're seeing something that isn't there." Billy, with his fucking big shit-eating grin, it keeps going over and flirting with her, and she's talking back. 
That is it. That's the start, middle, and end of it. But Billy, again, I'll say it again, Chris, with his shit-eating grin, makes matters worse because he thinks, well, Gemma was flirting back. I wouldn't have flirted with her if uh, uh, yeah. if if I wasn't getting something. I'm like, oh, you lying fucking shitbag. Yeah. And and it just, again, there's, sometimes it happens. Where, look, this is all nonsense reality TV, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of it is fake, obviously. But there's little things that happen, and, and you just think, oh, if, it, if you take those traits on the outside, you know, that actually becomes a lot more sinister. And I just, yeah, I, I honestly, Chris, I think most of the boys are in shit corner tonight. Yeah, and I agree. I think all of them are fucking, other than uh, Deji Dave, top guy, uh, immaculate yeah, yeah, yeah. suit. Fuck me. Oh, Billy, what a suit. Not like Billy's fucking curtains fucking from his neck. It's cross between Lawrence Well and Bloke Bowie, <laughs> which a lot of people who are outside the UK won't understand. And like you're saying, a pair of fucking curtains me nan had in the 70s. What the fuck was that? It's fucking, and that made me laugh when Billy, uh, Luke is like, Billy. Can you come over here? And he comes over like you for a serious a, chat. It looking like that, like a fucking pair of like he's on a fucking stag do and he said, wear the most ridiculous suit you can find. Yeah. He looked like a cock. I'm gonna say what <laughs> I had this. I was gonna say what I said when we watched it, the episode, and I was fucking fuming. And when I'm watching it, Dave, <laughs> what I called Luca. <laughs> this is a bad one, but they basically, I'm going to say this, and you can tell me, or we can edit this out. Basically, <laughs> I always get nervous at this yeah, point. But right, go on, go, go on. on. So, <laughs> Luca is a fish fucking fuck face fucker who fucks fish, <laughs> and I'm fucking sick of his little weasel fucking nature. And I was going to say it before, but I've said it now, Dave. He's a fucking. <laughs> absolute cock i know i've already talked about him but the more the stuff you reminded me of the stuff with billy billy the fucking fish fucking lover comes over <laughs> backs fucking luca up i was fuming i was like billy you little dick it's obviously you grafting as they call it with Gemma. Gemma's giving you a bit of chat look there was a little bit of flirt in her side dave but she didn't give him and it wasn't even bad it was just purely a nice feeling for her that someone else was interested in her. Because to be fair, no one else has shown a real interest in Gemma. I know when Adam came in, he did a few days ago, but but no one has. So for her, she's probably thinking, oh, I can only settle for Lucas. So it's a good confidence booster. But that's the end of it. She did nothing wrong. And I'm just, it made me laugh because I thought of you again, Dave, when your top saying was he's giving it the big and to damn it. And he must have said, but I was thinking, should we have a game every time he says he's fuming to someone? I was wasn't going to drink a glass. I was drink a fucking bottle of Prosecco because I can forget his fucking face. And then she comes out the door and he did Davy Brent 101. He's like, I'm fucking telling me I'm not having it. And then she come past and give him a fucking dirty look, which he should have done. And then he went, do you believe that? I'm not fucking sharing a bed with her. And I'm like, you fucking shit house. Dick. Giving her the fucking Ber- Dave Horrocks, Bertie Big Bollocks fucking speech. And when it comes to the crunch, he absolutely cacked his pants. He can fuck off, Dave. They are not winning it. And not because of Gemma, because of him, because he's an absolute wanker. And I agree. Every single guy in there tonight was a fucking dick day. I think Davide just as bad for me. We absolutely mm. and damn a fucking pair of cocks the way they treated uh Ekinsu and India. Just a disgrace. And Summer, to be fair, so wrong. 
Christ, there's a lot to unpack tonight. <laughs> I had to let and, that off. <laughs> no, no. It, it, you know what? You should refine that. I think you've got a right old tongue twister there. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The fish fucking fuck fucker. Face, I, fuck I don't know. Who fucks yeah. face? <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help but think of the deep in uh, the boys. <laughs> the boys. In yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, that was quite funny. I mean, it. It's quite funny, but like th- there's a sinister element to it as well because this is a gaslighting fucker, Luca, right? It, it, it's the possessiveness, the little snipey things that, it, it, that there are some real, genuine red flags. It's not just us taking the piss out of uh, this guy, but when he's sort of waiting there in his pink ladies from Greece top that he's got. I mean, fucking hell, some of the fashion, Chris, I guess we, we already, we've established many times that we're just old. But fucking hell, come on. I agree. <laughs> fashion on show tonight was awful. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's like he's standing there waiting for an apology or something. He's like, oh, did you see that? Oh, she just, she knows she's done something wrong. Fucking fuck off, you prick. So yeah, just utterly ridiculous. Um, but you mentioned Davide there, Chris, and I don't know. I just, it was kind of funny. Like before Casa Amor, right? And we were doing the whole reality radar thing, and I didn't think they'd ever get back together. Genuinely didn't think they did. And, and he was just literally taking the piss out of her relentlessly. And I, di- I didn't think there was any chance. And then, Ekinsu was getting a graft on, to be fair, and she kept on, you know, and eventually he started to soften and then they've ended up coupling up again. And, you know, you see in the VT and stuff, he does speak warmly about her and like when he, he looks at her and stuff, it, it, there is a warmness to it. But then he just can't make his mind up and it, it he's just, I don't know. It, I thought he came across badly. I don't think he came across badly as badly. Like the top three tonight for me, Chris, were Luca, Billy Bullshitter and um, <laughs> Dammy. Dammy. I agree with the top three, Dave. I think Davide was pushing in there. We'll get back to Dammy anyway, obviously, because there's enough stuff to talk about with them, which is unbelievable. But Davide, what I didn't understand is I exposed him kissing Coco. Obviously, he kissed Molly. He's all smirking and laughing. But when they have the chat, he says to Ekinsu, I need to see the video back or I need to speak to George and then makes it out like it's all Ekinsu's fault. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you <laughs> you know, all like you say, reality radar, all the joking aside, I'm like, wow, that was, that for me was one of the worst things he said in this, this whole show. Mm. And, and we still have no context of what actually happened. He tried to say it. I want to speak to George and all this stuff. He was in the wrong and he didn't apologize a fuck all. And he's left it in Ekinsu's court, basically saying like, well, in his court saying, I'll decide if we Mm. get back together. That's not a good look, David. So I think he was the one who was completely in the wrong there, not Ekinsu. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I think someone said on Discord though, he did look, he was the one actually who shaped up pretty nicely tonight. Looked pretty, pretty good, didn't he? in his, uh, you know, kind of white top and, and black trousers there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just, 
there's there's been a lot sort of discussed about the whole Ekinsu and George thing, but to me, Chris, all of this stuff is inconclusive, and the producers have deliberately made it inconclusive. So I, I think that you know Ekinsu for me didn't really help by just saying nothing happened. She just kept repeating, nothing happened. And the, the trouble is, Davide doesn't have that baseline of trust. So I, I, to many people say, you know, yeah. he just has to decide. If he, if he doesn't trust her, just, just sack it off there. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's at that point now where it's like, all right, you just, it, it's not there. You're not going to get over it. So just stop pretending. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think even there is a connect. I agree with what you said before. He smiles at her eye, does all the things, but I don't think she's done anything wrong. Whether, whether she's playing a game, which some people have said online, and it doesn't matter. She's done nothing wrong. From what we've seen, there's nothing on her side, as far as I can see. Is is And the videos didn't show anything, you know, that she'd done anything wrong. So, so, so it didn't show anything, but... The whole conversation with George after doesn't look good, does it? No, no, it doesn't. You know, don't don't tell the boys or whatever. Yeah, so, um, it implies something's happened, doesn't it? That's uh, exactly what I believe. And I, I said yeah, it on the last yeah. episode. It's wrong because they show more than what we've act- we actually saw with that little interaction. They kept some of it back, but it's led to all sorts of things online, hasn't it? About mm. like consensual things that like, I don't want to get into it too much, but, but there's some really strong um, arguments out there and opinions and everything as there should be, if that's what's happened. But also if it hasn't happened, you're absolutely nailing someone to the post, aren't you? You know, like for, I, I don't agree with that, by the way, the stuff that's shown is not fucking conclusive. And yes. so the the stuff that's being said, like if you're gonna do something, like I, you don't even be it with on a fucking reality show. I, I just, Chris, I think honestly, nothing has happened. Yeah, I think the producers have just pieced together to make it look like something has happened. And then deliberately, like, shown those worst bits. So it's like you make your own mind up kind of thing because there's nothing actually, there's no dirt to actually unveil there. Yeah, that's true. And it makes good for a video, doesn't it? Look, they've made something with Gemma out of nothing. Yeah. And, and they've got the reaction they wanted by Luca just absolutely exploding, haven't they? Over the, which, considering the other stuff we've seen in the other relationships, and Luca took great exception to pissing himself, even saying to Ekinsu, I can snap my fingers because Davide said that. And Ekinsu did say that as well. They, they haven't shown that, but she did say she could get Davide back like that, didn't she, to someone she's having a conversation with. They said, sort of said it at the same time. Which she is said what, it to, to Jay. Yeah, yeah but... but it's, it's, this, it's this whole Love Island hypocrisy thing, though, isn't it? Ekinsu's really put out that Davide said that, forgetting that she said the exact same thing. Um I don't know whether that's just part of the human condition that, that that's what we do as humans. You know, we, we just uh, absolve ourselves of, of the, of similar behavior, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't think the snapping of the fingers was the worst thing was it with them too. But Chris, what about Dammy? Oh, Dave, <laughs> by the end of it, it wasn't a good look for the lad at all. And, and, <laughs> With the situation with Summer, so obviously Summer's been in the main villa for a few days now, 
and not really had a conversation with India properly. I don't think they had a bit of a conversation, nothing too much. And they're, they're getting on as friends. Dammy picked Summer, didn't he? He picked her over India. Obviously, India picked Deji and that, so I get it. And we had this tit for tat. But India didn't cop off with Deji at all, did she? She had some good chats. She brought him back in because she had a feeling Dammy would sort of get with someone else, which she was correct on. They're back together. And then obviously it explodes off the back of the video because it shows that he's having freeway kisses, you know, and then, you know, stuff under the bed. He'd, he'd not been completely truthful. And, and look, it's Love Island. You're going to get exposed, moving out exposes you. But I didn't think he handled it well at all, Dave. And the way he told Summer to, was it shut up a few times? That's not a good look at all. I thought that was wrong. And Summer was fuming once. I mean, India had said like I wasn't there and, I, and, and she, basically he got away with it by the end of the episode, didn't he? But I didn't think he handled that well at all. No. And uh, you know, the most distasteful bit I think for me was just, it was the gaslighting. Yeah. He, he was kind of making out that summer was just making something up, you know, making something up that wasn't there. You know, you could see on the video, he was living his best life. Wasn't he? He's just having a great time. Like you say, he chose Summer. Summer's not over, apparently, is what he said as well, wasn't yes. it? You know, he wasn't going in there under duress. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, she, Summer's so into me. You know, I just I just had to pick her. No, I thought it, it looked really bad. And I said, like, Dammy, for me, cut out that Casaramore bit. I, I think for him in India, I think they've been the best couple when they're together. But... I, I really didn't like how he behaved and like you say, how he was kind of treating Summer. And it looks like that's going to carry on to tomorrow as well. Yeah, and you're right, they've got the gaslight because when they were in bed at the end of the episode, he's she's questioning, India's questioning quite rightly because obviously she's got a few apprehensions of it all. And he's just putting it all on Summer and he's like, oh, no, no. She's, basically, she's deluded. And that's not how it happened or anything. We know that, you know that. It, it just, yeah, it's just a, a bad look. And he offers good advice, damn it, to people, but he lost a bit of credit. But I said it with Paige, he's done it a few times, obviously, and it was a bit of a joke, but he did it tonight. He was offering advice to, I don't know if it was Andrew or something. I'm thinking yours, yours was just as bad, but you're offering, you're the voice of reason. And it's like, yeah, yeah. there's a bit of hypocrisy there, damn it, mate. But yeah, I don't think it's the end of it, Dave, because someone was fuming and quite rightly by the end of it, she stormed off, didn't she? She was like, play the whole thing, sort of. So there was obviously other stuff going on there because she did think that they were a couple and didn't when they came back in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he was giving off all the signals that, that you know, he was really into her. So to turn it around now and say he wasn't is just bullshit. But Chris, I mean, what... <laughs> I'm left wondering, who the fuck am I rooting for out of this <laughs> lot to win? Because I can't think of anyone. Like... Give fucking Deji, give him the 50K, because the rest of them, as couples, I just can't be doing with any of them. I, I don't fucking trust Adam. I mean, you've got Adam and Paige together now. It's like Jack's who kind of thing. Um, I, I just am perplexed, Chris. I, I don't I, I don't know if, if I was this lukewarm about the last season's winners, you know, is there anyone, Chris? Uh, 
I think you've probably said the two. I mean, like some people said online tonight, Adam and Paige is getting a bit of traction, but that's only because Adam's not done anything in Casa and more. I think he would have done if he'd have been in there earlier, going off his own track record. But yeah, I'll give it to Deji and Summer Dave. Just give them the money. Yeah. It might yeah, be yeah. that they all of a sudden come from nowhere because everyone else in, in the partners, you've got some good people like Gemma and, and you know, even Ekinson, I'd say Davide is just mm. the one at the moment. Yeah, Gammy yeah, in yeah. India, India's a nice person. You, you've got one part of the relationship that's just up fucking shit creek without a paddle. And whereas Deji and some of these, nothing, they are a friend couple, but don't fucking matter. We've seen it happen before, haven't we? Amber and Greg won it that time. And that was like the, mm. the biggest victory ever because Amber got shit on by Michael. So uh, it could be that, Dave, you know, it could be that they sneak through. And do the business because people are just, even though it's been great drama and, and you'd said to me over the weekend when we weren't recording, this has been a, not been a slog like it usually has because people mm. haven't been coupled up. I've never known a Love Island series where we're still at the point where there's so much uncertainty in everyone's relationships, not really any proper couples. I know with Andrew and Tasha and, and maybe this is for them. They, they may make a run for it. I'd be amazed mm. if they win it, but you just don't know that everyone else seems to be creating their own downfall someone in their relationships is just fucking it all up they could steam through as well to be honest yeah and like i say the way they handled it tonight i thought was really good you know it's like look we both played around a bit we both seen it we both told each other um that's it let's let's get on with it so actually that that might make them stronger but let's see yeah well dave we've had a few emails and um I'm going to read a few of these out. So some crackers, Dave, absolute crackers here. And we get called out as well, Dave, which I always like. Always good. <laughs> yes. So the one from Naomi, Love Island episode 32 and the world's biggest bish. Hello, Chris and Dave, you beautiful sparking unicorn kings. That's a nice way to introduce <laughs> it. And one of the gremlins of the podcast world. First time writer, a long time listener. I've become a huge fan of you you, and love that you two have such a new perspective to me. And most importantly, you're both are happy to change your opinion and take others into consideration while recognising this is just the show. The reason I'm writing is, is it in is so to hopefully offer some perspective on a couple things. First is... With someone I'm not even a fan of, Tasha, it truly seems some of the boys, in particular Luca, have a problem with everything the girl does. Crying is an emotion just like any other. People can feel more than one emotion in a day and one does not negate the other. I cried on my wedding day. Doesn't mean I don't love my husband, but shockingly, finding a man doesn't make all of a girl, doesn't make all of a girl's problems go away. For some reason, men especially seem to see yelling in anger, which is seen as an emotion as fine and understandable, and that just happens sometimes. Same with being happy and laughing. But when it comes to being sad or crying, that's too much and over the top, even though, unlike anger, it doesn't actually do anything to anyone else. Why can't the girl just feel how she feels for a minute with her friends and move on? Yet as past islands have said, someone like Jax can go on an angry rampage multiple times and it turns into, oh, the poor guy is just reacting, so it's fine. We'll put in a fun word like banter to, to describe crying, make it less offensive to these men. Crying isn't necessarily more dramatic than laughing is. They both convey emotion. If it makes these men uncomfortable to see someone cry, that's their own issue and isn't for them to police. As much as I don't want to, want to I have to give, to give it to Tash for just talk, taking it from people over and over and just apologising to them and saying it's okay. 
Luca has now put her in a position where she can't react or cry about anything without being accused of being sensitive and getting yelled at for it. That must be maddening to live in a 24-hour situation. Keeping on to tonight, it was the same thing with the girls. Can't laugh or react to anything because according to the boys, it's not a big deal what they did. But Luca and the boys are free to laugh like hyenas and get angry and react because the boys mm. will be boys. And it's just banter. Absolutely spot on. I'm not saying the girls are little perfect princesses, but at least they're not trying to control and belittle. Though in the case of the show, I know it's all edited for entertainment, but I hope maybe if someone has a child spouse friend that sometimes cries over something you see as unimportant, just please don't punish or worse, confront them for being wrong to cry. Just realize that person is just having feelings. Their body is just physically responding to their situation and you can rest assured they are not a robot. I say this as someone who cries easily and no, I can't control the tears, but they don't bother me. And I'm just... And just most, I've just done this most of my life. What stays with you is all the times people say you're too sensitive or, or dramatic for doing something. The other quick bit I wanted to add a different view on is to do with Chrissy's future sister wife, Ekinsu. What? <laughs> the whole, whole Ekin George bed fondle. Now, I can't say who did what based off the terrible footage we were given, though I would think that if there was anything worse, they would have shown that. But what mm. I did want to touch on was using Ekin, was using Ekin asking George not to tell the boys as definite proof she did wrong. Now, to be clear, yes, Ekin very well could have told George that because she knew she did partake in a cheeky moment. But someone with a background like mine may also see another possible take. I've had to almost, I've had to take have that almost same conversation with the boys who I've done nothing with. When you have to be surrounded by gossipy, catty people who already don't like you much, any small bit of ammo people get on you turns into something larger. For example, I'm dancing around and accidentally flash some tit or whatever in quotations insert Andrew's voice and a boy who is into me sees it I ask him not to tell anyone because it turns into I show my boob then somehow boys turn that into I'm flashing people and I'm a totally a slut and I have to live with that for a while for everyone else it's a funny anecdote so I could possibly see if I had to share a bed with a man and half asleep flop myself over, ending up with a cheeky touch like I do all the time with my husband before realising it was someone else. If that was the case, yeah, I would ask the guy not to tell the boys because I know how boys can be, kind of like they are with Gemma now and the whole way she had to keep egging it on. I could see Ekin having a similar reaction based on her history in the villa and knowing how she's viewed as basically a slut. I guess I don't see it as a smoking gun. This proves it's kind of a thing. Anyway, this email is getting far too long, but keep up the good work, guys. Thought maybe a young black Mexican stay-at-home mom living in the American capital of gambling, weed and brothels, might add a bit of contrasting <laughs> viewpoints. Feel free to read this or not, but thanks for being such a much-needed distraction as my country burns down around me. Much love, Naomi. Uh, P.S. I personally don't think you swear enough. Keep the, it, keep it the fuck up. Well, Naomi, you are in my favourite city by the looks of it. The yeah. Las Vegas, my favourite place, Dave. And I will be there at the start of September, Naomi. So uh, thank you for that email. I mean, it's a long one, but it's an amazing one, Dave. And I think that's the perspective. Maybe that's what Ekin mm. was worried about, how people perceive her. So, yeah. Some absolutely brilliant points there, Chris. I, and maybe that is why Ekitu said what she said. I mean, we've had a great example of it tonight, haven't we? I say great, a fucking shitty example. But Billy with his, oh, yeah, Gemma was definitely flirting with me. And if there wasn't something there, I wouldn't have bothered. Bull fucking shit. 
(laughs) absolute (laughs) bullshit and we know again in the and I, I find it hard sometimes. You, you can't draw too much of a parallel with the outside world and what goes on, but we know all that shit goes on a lot outside. And, and so, yeah, brilliant points. Excellent one, Dave. We've had a quick one from our great friend, Gail. Shortest email ever. You were both right about Luca. I was wrong. What an absolute twat. Gemma, move on. You could have anyone. Love Gail, not the Luca fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think it was one of those rare times we were both definitely on the same page where we would Luca. Yeah. They were just again, you recognise these characters from from real life. Yeah, you do. You're right. You're right. Uh, this one's from Justin. Justine, sorry. Uh, last night, textbook narcissism from Luca at the movies. One disgraceful tantrum after another over nothing. Gemma, crack on as soon as they drop another bombshell in there. Dammy is toxic masculinity personified. Billy is Norman wisdom. Boo to all of them. <laughs> Zero accountability or self-awareness happening in the influ- influencer sausage factory this year. Paige and Adam to win unless David A grows a pair. Cheers, Justin. So that, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Next one's from Daniel. Compulsive liar. Love your work on the pod. Hear unfarnished opinions rather than an official pod that has to tow company line. Really hope Davide writes Ekinsu off. The worst kind of liar. She seems to actually believe her own lies. Keep up the good work, Dan. So that's a completely different perspective, that one, Dave. Yeah. No, that's brilliant, that, Chris. Absolutely amazing. And and you can tell when it's going off in Love Island because we always get more emails. (laughs) So um, I will just read out. We have got a five-star review over on our UK store. So it says, better than the morning after. Now I've found this podcast. I love it and hate the other one. Bit harsh, but um, the morning after is so boring and their opinions are rubbish. (laughs) Honestly, this is not from me, by the way. (laughs) Chris and Dave are hilarious and so right with their opinions on what's happening. It's brill. And that's from Crazy Crafty Crofty. And so thanks for that. But um, yeah, I mean, the morning after, I I don't listen to it really much anymore. I, I do find it a little bit sanitized they're always saying oh yeah you know they're all great aren't they well not really (laughs) (laughs) well thank you ever so much for that oh brilliant thank you brilliant absolutely great review so if you want to contact us guys get over to patreon.com forward slash cv reality cast if you want to email us cv reality cast at gmail.com and if you want to follow us on social media at cv reality cast so Today's roll call of honour is Kent Gustafson, Luckily the Green, Lauren, Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Hannah, Dee Dee, Casey, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Amy, Noreen, Jacqueline, Neve, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Tom, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Gavin, and our new patron, Dave, Annabeth. So a great name that is. So thank you, Annabeth, for signing up. We really appreciate it. Really, really good stuff. That's amazing. And uh, I'm loving the T-shirts as well, Chris. We got another design out, didn't we, the old... (laughs) So I sucked her tits or whatever. <laughs> so, so Zoe's bought one. <laughs> and so that, that is awesome. So honestly, cheers, mate. I know it's been a bit of a longer one today, but I think lots and lots to unpack. Um, and I, honestly, I can't wait for tomorrow now. So thanks ever so much, mate. Thanks to everyone out there for listening and supporting us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.